Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. I'm Lisa Stockdale. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Today our topic is probably a familiar one to many of you, caregiver stress. I have nine tips that I'd like to share with you. Um, I am borrowing these from an article that I wrote for a magazine recently. So you may see these in print. um, And I hope that you are able to take something from what I have seen as a healthcare professional. I have not been a caregiver, so keep that in mind. I start by saying we talk so much about caregiver stress that the phrase barely packs a punch anymore. You've heard all the cliche advice from make time for yourself to share the load. It all sounds so reasonable and within reach, unless, of course, you're a caregiver. Caregivers are well acquainted with guilt, self-doubt, conflict, and exhaustion. Their days are characterized with highs and lows, dilemmas and predicaments, anxieties and resolve. It's an emotional roller coaster that requires tremendous strength of character and devotion. But it's not all doom and gloom. There are, um, there are reaffirming uh, insights that you can take from it. One of our previous podcasts touch on that, so I encourage you to check that out. Um, and so here are the tips that I'm going to give you. The first one is I think it's important that you learn about your loved one's condition. I think that for most people, being in the know brings some peace of mind, Um, and I think it helps to reduce stress and fear. I write here, learn everything you can by consulting with physicians, visiting your local library, and becoming acquainted with community resources. Of course, these days, you can Google a whole lot of stuff. Don't believe everything you read on the Internet, though. Make sure you get some professional advice along the way. Number two, plan ahead. I think planning also brings you peace of mind and you will appreciate it when it comes time to use those plans. I write here, once you've educated yourself about your loved one's condition, devise a plan that includes choosing potential health care providers in advance, preparing advanced directives, and getting financial and legal affairs in order. When your loved one passes away, I promise you, even if you saw it coming and you think you're prepared, you're not going to be emotionally where you may have anticipated. And planning ahead will help take the burden, some of the burden, out of that time in your life. Practice self-care, number three. Taking care of yourself makes it possible for you to continue to be a caregiver to your loved one. Capable caregivers find the time to eat, exercise, sleep, and even schedule daily quiet time for relaxation. You would be surprised at how many caregivers, and I'm not going to call them capable, who are not taking care of themselves. They're not eating. They're not sleeping. And I know that it's out of love, but remember, you're no good to anyone if you're sick or unable to, sometimes caregivers get sicker than the people they're caring for. And these are the reasons why they just don't take proper care. Number four, celebrate moments and make memories. Embrace the chance to live in the moment and enjoy your loved one 
when opportunities for laughter and intimacy present. Allowing yourself to enjoy those moments as they unfold can go a long way in alleviating stress. Number five, give yourself permission to make mistakes. You'll make them. It only means you're human. Making mistakes opens up to the possibility of finding a better way to do things. At the end of the day, it won't be the mistakes that matter. What matters is your willingness to keep putting one step in front of the other. And I always tell my sales team, I'm in sales, if you didn't know that, my real day job. It's not about how many times you fall down. It's about how many times you get up. And if you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. So expect them and and know that it's all part of the process and don't punish yourself for them. Number six, try not, this is a hard one, try not to be a control freak. Trying to control every aspect of care will prove impossible for you and also work to alienate those who are willing to help you. Folks will be less likely to help you if you're a control freak. So we don't always think about that, but sometimes we complain about not getting the help we need, and it's because we're being difficult. We're being impossible. So think about that you know, as you move through this journey as well. Number seven, ask for help. I always say you can do anything, but not everything. The next time a well-meaning neighbor, family member, or friend asks what they can do for you, tell them. Give them a list if they didn't come with some options. Ask for help when you need it. There's no shame in it. Number eight, respite care. Adult daycare, private duty home care, or even a brief stay at an assisted living or skilled nursing facility for your loved one may be helpful or necessary. Not necessarily for them, for you. It's respite for you. It gives you a little break. And sometimes that little, t- it's like a power nap. That little tiny break, even if it's just a day or two, makes all the difference in how you continue the journey. And number nine and finally, Learn about signs and symptoms of caregiver stress and burnout. You are at risk for physical and mental health problems, including depression. Often burnout, caregiver, often, well, I'm sorry, once you burn out, caregiving is no longer an option for you because we already talked about this in an earlier point, but we're talking about it in a different way. You need to know your own body. And you need to be mindful of what's going on with yourself so that you see the signs and symptoms. Then you can ask for help and then you can get respite care and then you can practice self-care and all the other things that came before. So we know it's hard. We know it's an emotional roller coaster. Um, And again, I haven't been there, but I certainly have seen lots of people who are on this path. And these are my takeaways. Let us know what you think. Email us at agingandfullbloom at gmail.com and give us your comments or hit us up on Facebook. You can find us there. It's real easy. Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale. Thank you for listening. Until next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back. Circle270media.com.